Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. This is Writing Class Radio. I'm Andrea Askowitz, your host and your teacher. The purpose of Writing Class Radio is to connect with people who love stories and who get inspired by hearing other people tell their stories and who want to learn a little bit about how to write their own stories. In Episode 6, Wendy wrote about the murder of her ex-husband, how her mom changed her life entirely when Wendy's fell apart, how she discovered it's easier to be her true self in writing than in life. I talked about the importance of trusting that stories will come out the way they want to. And yes, as the author of your story, you need to trust your instincts or your muse or whatever you want to call the creative process. But every artist will probably tell you that you should know the rules before you break them. And a good rule is to tell a story in order. Unless there's a compelling reason not to, it's probably best to tell a story from the beginning. Today we're talking about structure, and we're starting at the beginning. A very good place to start. Start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. When we sing, we begin with do, re, mi. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. No, I, I just don't know what it is, but it's, I think it's funny. You don't know it? No. Do, re, mi, fa, so, I, I don't know that. I, yeah, I don't know, I don't that's know the that. beginning of it. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Oh, well. That man you just heard laughing at my excellent singing was our audio producer, Diego. The first three notes just happened to be Do, Re, Mi, Do, Re, Mi. I learned this really cool structure tool in a writing and improv class taught by Dan Gretsch. It's called Story Spine. I stole this idea from Dan, who stole it from someone else. Stealing, the ultimate compliment. That's what Allison tells herself about the time times she stole $20 bills from her dad's wallet. That story coming up in a future episode. Dan says we all know story spine instinctively because it's the basis of stories as old as time, but that we have to learn it consciously and then commit it to muscle memory. Once upon a time and every day until one day and because of that and because of that until finally And ever since that day, nothing was ever the same. So once upon a time, there was a princess. And every day, she cleaned the house. Until one day, an invitation came to the castle for a ball. And because of that, a fairy godmother appeared. And because of that, rats were turned into horses. Pumpkins were turned into carriages. And because of that can go on and on, right? Mm -hmm. Until finally the prince fell in love with her. And ever since that day, she became the queen and her stepsisters lost their eyeballs in the grim version. I got so excited when I learned story spine. I've been writing and thinking about stories for probably 20 years. But when I learned this structure, which feels really obvious once you hear it, I could totally see how to structure my memoir, the memoir I'm about to finish, currently titled, No One Knows I'm Famous. Because here's how it went. 
Once upon a time, there was this kid, me, who loved to tell stories. And every day, I would come to the dinner table and blab on about my day. Until one day, my dad was like, Andrea, cut to the chase! Which to me meant he didn't care about my stories. Which meant no one cared about my stories. And because of that, nothing was ever the same. In class, I instructed the students to start from the beginning of any story or from the beginning of their lives. And I had them follow the story spine structure as best they could. So I said, once upon a time, or in the beginning, go. You may remember Allison's stories from previous episodes, but if you're just tuning in now, Allison had all her babies on her own using an anonymous sperm donor. Allison wrote this story about starting at the beginning of her new life in the dating world. I met G at the gym. He walked into my spin class late, and I was awestruck. He was gorgeous, tall, half black, lean. I stared at him all class. After we spoke, I mentioned I had just had my third baby and was on my last few pounds of baby weight. He mentioned his recovery from Lyme disease. We saw each other come and go over three months or so. Friendly hellos, talk about yoga or spinning. Until one day, he mentioned a Turkish bath that helped his back. I had a sore back, so I gave him my email and asked him to send me more info. From that day on, we emailed once a day, mostly about our days, including little tidbits of personal info. I'd say the kids just went to bed, catching up on some photo editing and some writing. He wrote about his day at work, the gym, his family. Then he asked me to go to the Turkish with him. And we spent the whole day in bathing suits, in the bath, the ocean, the pool. We had a great day. The best day I'd had in seven years. The time I'd gone without a date, or sex, or even great male company. I was enamored. Because of that, I wanted to see him every day. He seemed interested. He texted and began calling regularly, but he wasn't asking me out. My girlfriend suggested he might be gay. I invited him to see hair, and we went. Sitting close to him in the theater was so exciting. I knew I was falling for him. I loved the way he dressed and spoke and smelled. He was funny and smart and mature. There was sexual tension. I could feel it, so I knew he wasn't gay. But it took a month to get a kiss. And because of that, I was already crazy in love with him by the time I finally felt his juicy, soft, full lips on mine. He kissed with passion and desire, and I loved it. And because of that, I welcomed him every night after the kids went to bed to enjoy each other fully. He bought me red high heels and lingerie. He would text on the way over, red high heels, red panties, be there in five. The next story you'll hear is from Anessa. You may remember when Anessa told the story in episode two about meeting a man on J-Date who then sent her an airline ticket. I called Mama. Guess what? I'm going to Jersey. Jersey? Why? (laughs) I met a guy on J-Date. This is not normal. Not good etiquette. 
He man, he should come visit you. You are the woman. Anessa thought better of it and didn't go to Jersey. Instead, she went to an absolute Shabbat, which is just a fancy way of saying she got wasted on a Friday night and got God points for showing up at synagogue. A few days ago, I had a revelation. There are two competing drives inside of me. One is to stay open and available for the right one, the husband, companion, and father of my future children. And the other drive is to have a young, faithful lover while I wait. I know it's unrealistic, if not completely delusional. There's no way just to have a young lover and come out unscathed and gracefully segue into a committed relationship with the right age-appropriate man. Of course I'll get attached and, and then emotionally entangled. I'll, I'll probably get so emotionally entangled that I won't have eyes for anyone else and will completely miss the right one when he shows up. I know this all because I teach it in my workshops about manifesting love. <laughs> Yet when it comes to my own life, it's hard to follow what I know. Last week, I met David at my friend's after-wedding Floshim. It's a Jewish party that carries on after the wedding to continue celebrating the couple and keep the, ener- and keep the good energy going. I knew he was young because he was, the, he was best friends with the groom, who was 28, and he had a baby face. We instantly hit it off. He told me his aunt practices feng shui in Coral Gables. No way, I said. I thought I was the only female in all of Miami and, and surrounding areas that does that. We talked about his aunt, then about meditation. When he was 14, he was already practicing Zen Buddhism and visualizing that he was not his body, that he was not his mind, that he was nothingness. This guy's so evolved, I thought. <laughs> and, he had a, and he has a good job working at a law office. I never thought I had a type until I met David. Six foot one, Jewish, messy, almost curly hair, gorgeous eyes, fabulous cheeks, and a killer smile. Oh, and nerdy, thick-rimmed glasses that took the edge off of his hotness. Mm. A few days later, I posted a request on Facebook for accounting advice. He messaged me that I needed an LLC. I said, by the way, how old are you? He said, old enough to give you accounting advice, have a deep conversation, and ask you out over the weekend. <laughs> There's more. I'm not going to keep going. Keep going. Why? Okay. I'm going to, because that was the best place to end it. That was gonna, no, go I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to now cut to the chase and get to the steamy part of the story. <laughs> God, I on love our you first, in this class. <laughs> on our first date, which was, wasn't really a date, I met him on the beach. Um, before, he texted me, what do you feel like? I texted him back, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was already fairly tipsy after having four vodka shots at the absolute Shabbat service at the temple. <laughs> so all my inhibitions were down. And if it wasn't for the fact that I hadn't shaved my vagina in like a month, in like a month <laughs> I, would have had, I would have brought David home. Thank God I didn't. I was saved by the bush. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Anessa didn't say once upon a time or until one day, because those ideas are implied. In the beginning, she was dating, until one day she met David, and because of their flirting, they had a night on the beach. But in this case, there was no until finally, because Anessa was saved by the bush. So instead of and nothing was ever the same, everything stayed the same. 
What makes the story compelling is laying out a character, in the case of memoir, the I character, and showing the character's world before something happens that changes everything. Then to show the moment everything changes, and then to show how that character was changed forever. After a word from our sponsors, you'll hear John's response to the story spine prompt, which was John's first physical response to a naked woman. Next, you'll hear John tell his story spine story. When I was a child watching a movie that had nudity, either I was shocked and curious or one of my sisters was covering up my eyes. Then one day I was 9 or 10 during a late night Showtime movie, Emmanuel, I got a boner. I adjusted myself not conscious of what was happening in my pants. I adjusted a couple more times and then I had that oh shit moment. <laughs> I ran to the bathroom and pulled it out. And was amazed. <laughs> I stood up on top of the bathroom counter to see it. <laughs> In the mirror. Wow, it's hard. And it won't bend. I thought, this is really cool. I've heard about this happening. A lot of times, but I didn't think I'll be the lucky man. <laughs> I got down from the counter and put it back in my pants. I continued to watch the movie, adjusting and readjusting, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't think or realize that I had to stop adjusting for it to go down. I tried not to watch any movies with nudity with people, especially my family. I didn't want to be made fun of. I was shy about that kind of stuff, and it was awkward for me. As I got older... It started happening to me more and more. Boners. Late night boners. All by myself at home boner. The early morning boner. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes class loses all structure. Must be something about the story spine that turns everyone into a sex pot. Okay, here's your assignment. Set a timer for eight minutes. Eight minutes. That's it. You will be amazed at what you unearth in just eight minutes. All I ask is that you write without stopping. Keep your pen moving or your fingers tapping. Also, follow your mind. Just go where it takes you. The thing about the prompts is they are meant to get you started. If what you write has nothing to do with the prompt, that's okay. There's no wrong way to do a prompt. When the timer goes off, stop. Then read what you wrote into your voice memo on your phone and email it to us at info at writingclassradio.com. Some of your stories will end up right here on our show. Hey, this is Allison. I know that what Andrea just proposed is a little scary. 
but we've gotten some really great stories and want yours too. You're not expected to create perfection. This is a first draft. It's just the beginning of your genius. Every time I hear the prompting class, I moan. My mind goes blank. But somehow, my fingers start writing, and my mind goes to a place I hadn't intended. And when I read it out loud, it doesn't sound nearly as bad as I thought. Then Andrea says, Keep going with that. And we all laugh. Here's the prompt. In the beginning. Coming up in the next episode, Bo gets blocked from a 1-900 gay sex hotline. Flying fortress of plastic dreams Red band canvas is fire It seems Writing Class Radio is produced by Diego Saldana Rojas, Allison Langer, and me, Andrea Askowitz, with the help of Alejandro Santiago and Toby Ash. Theme music by Astronauts. Writing Class Radio is recorded at the University of Miami School of Communication. If you like Writing Class Radio, rate us on iTunes. It's easy, but if you don't know how, Google will tell you. And there's more Writing Class on our website, writingclassradio.com. Study the stories we study, listen to our craft talks, follow our daily prompts, and time yourself. Then record what you wrote and send it in. Go for it. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Feeling pressures of losing time. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.